0: Be honest with the people, 100%. tell them you're broke, man. Yeah. Tell them like, look, that's why I am I joined the business is because I I see a better life. I see a better future. I see people something better. People feel like they want to help yes, you. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like I was never afraid to, to, you know, once I started figuring out what to say and what to do, I would tell people, look, I'm 21. I really need your help. Would you give me 10 minutes just to show you what I'm doing?
1: Man, Danielle, thank you so much for being on the show. What's going on, I man? I appreciate it, man. And hey, it's a nice pad you got over here. Thank you. Yeah, thank so you rented it out for the day?
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I, yeah of course. Yeah, just for one day, <laughs> for though. One. And we only have, like, a few minutes, so we, <laughs> we, we got to get out we gotta, gotta, we gotta gotta hurry, wrap it man. up. Yeah.
1: No, what's funny, guys, is, like, when I came in here, we are talking about how social media has uh, so many, I guess you can say, fake uh, profiles. Right. So he's like, yeah, I actually rented this house out. No, but real, <laughs> real stuff. I uh, Thank you for the invitation. I, I love the pad. I love the... It's 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 interesting how I've realized a lot of these, like, high-performing entrepreneurs when you go to their houses they're usually like segated they're they're like they're alone in their own area is there
0: is there a reason to that like well i i i personally always wanted to live in a a gated community because it was just safe you know safer yeah and you know i grew up in a not so good neighborhood the first you know probably 10 years of my life and so uh saw a lot of things i probably shouldn't have saw Mm. and so for me um, now again, there's good and there's bad. You sure. Know, the good news is that you're safer. The bad news is you got a, a lot of pissed off people in this neighborhood. A lot of old people really? that are just not happy people. Look, I mean, you know, I, I look, I mean, and they say that all the time, right? I mean, they're in community. There are people. Well, they they have associations. Uh, and they like everything so quiet and and me we have big parties we have tons of people over all, the, all backyard the time like this yeah i mean yeah. we entertain i sure. bought this house cuz i wanted to entertain and of course you know the association president lives next door and you know so oh, she wow. gives that us oh g- ah, damn all the time. that sucks yeah. yeah exactly right
1: next door Well, hey that's cool no i'm i say cuz like i feel like you guys your days are like so intense that you want to come home to a very peaceful area i mean i'm starting to understand that because right. when I, I i love intensity i i literally like uh, i i mean it's it's interesting because like if 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 things are slow at work i i, I completely i shut off i can't mm-hmm. like i'm like okay something something is wrong it needs to revamp so what i'm starting to realize is a lot of like when we go interview people at their houses they have houses like either in the middle of like nowhere or like completely alone in their own area or it's just like they have a huge area so like no one can bother them right And i feel like it's like a thing to kind of
0: well, I mean, for me, for me personally, I mean, at 28, I was telling you I was financially independent. And yeah. so I've been semi-retired. I'm 44 now. I've been semi-retired for a long, long time. And so for me, my life is not that intense. I'm not grinding every day. I'm not killing it every day. I'm not pushing, pushing, pushing every day um, because I built my life around kind of the things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like I like speaking. So I go to my office a couple times a week and I speak. And I teach and I coach and I train people on how to become successful. I Because I, I've obviously been very, very blessed to yeah. achieve a level of success. Yep. And so now it's like, it's my mission, man. I wanna teach people. I wanna make a difference in people's
1: lives. That's great. So let's get into your, I wanna kinda touch real quick about your kind of past. You said mm-hmm. you were retired, half retired at 28. Right. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So tell me, I know I was reading a little bit about yourself. Like you kind of like, you went through a little bit of a tough time in your early 20s and then kinda like it scaled up. So. Take me back to, I guess, where it all started for you.
0: Well, 21, I got a buddy of mine. His name was Pablo and he was Pablo mine. Escobar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pablo <laughs> Escobar. <Yep. laughs> and he was my best friend growing up and we did everything together and he tells me about this company he's like hey man you know i'm gonna go in this financial company and we're gonna you know get wealthy and you know and of course the first thing i do you know i tell him is that's bullshit it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense you know people like us ain't never gonna make big money like that you know we never i was making seven dollars an hour I worked at Vaughn's grocery store i worked at subway mm. um i had little odds you know little odd and end jobs you know here and there i you really said you grew up did in a anything. weird neighborhood so you were you were like more of a, how was your family growing well up? My, my first 10 years i grew up in almani okay. california yeah. so uh and that was not so good neighborhood mm. i mean there was a lot of you know gang related stuff there was a lot of poverty you know and you know, just seeing things. I mean, my parents, you know, difficult situation growing up. Um, they were, you know, they got divorced very young when I was mm-hmm. very young and it was uh, it was tough. I saw things that, you know, drugs, I saw alcohol, I saw, again, poverty mentality and lack of abundance mentality. And so, um, but then my mom remarried and then she married my stepfather. And he took us a little bit closer out this way, which is, he took us to San Dimas, California. Mm, Okay. In San Dimas is where I started to see a little bit of a better life. Um, You know, I saw people that had nice cars. Yeah. I saw people that had nicer things. I mean, we were in a nicer neighborhood. There wasn't bars on all the windows and things like that. So my mom getting a divorce really changed my life, transformed my life. I wouldn't be here today without that happening because she put me in a different environment.
1: So growing up in that society, in that environment, I see some people who usually turn to it and then some who don't. Right. Uh, you, you came out of that. Right. What was like, is, was there something certain like that kind of made you stick to your morals and values to not get into that drugs and gang related activities? Yeah, I mean, I, well, I mean, the, the,
0: the, the good news is I got out. Mm-hmm. The bad news is a lot of that came with me, even in San Dimas. I was still a bad kid, got in a lot of trouble. Uh, me and the principal, we were tight, man. We we knew each other first name basis, and not uh, a good way. Not a good way, yeah, not a good way. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, and, and again, I was I was out late at night. I was doing shit I shouldn't. I've drank too much at a, a young age. Mm. Started drinking. I you know I've done lots. I tried sure, lots sure. of things, and uh, and I was so I was on that path. Believe it or not, I was on that path. I was just telling. I just posted on my Instagram the other day uh, that I put. Um, I showed a tape of Jack Canfield, and I was—we were, you know, running the streets, being hoodlums, and we used to go and try to open up doors of cars, mm. and then we would steal whatever was in the car, and you know, we would find glasses or we would find change or whatever we could find, we would take. And uh, and one night, I grabbed a boombox radio. Now I was probably 14 years old at the time, sure. and I grabbed a boombox radio, and we ran. And we got back to the house, and we opened up the tape, and it was a tape by Jack Canfield. It was called "Self Esteem and Peak Performance."
1: Wow, what a what a coincidence! That was it,
0: man. It was just crazy. Is that what changed everything? Oh for my you? God! It just—I mean, well, not not in one second, sure, but you know? it kind
1: of like started the but snowball it, effect. It
0: started the yeah. whole process of me going, "Wait a minute, there's something better out there." And and I remember in the tape, he said. You gotta ask, 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 ask for what you want in your life. You know the whole Aladdin factor. That sure. that whole Aladdin factor was really based on that series of tapes that that I had gotten a hold of, and it changed my life. It changed my thinking. Now, again, I was still a bad kid through my, you know, teenage years, and and
1: then of course at, at 21 I got into business. So at that stage, I understand that everything around you was all about you know negativity. It was right. it was negative. Right. So I, I can see why you fell into it. However, it always gets me so curious. Now that you are where you are today, looking back, what was life to you at that point? Like, what did you see about life? What, like, is that all you saw in front of you? Is that all like, did you not have certain goals in life? Did you not realize, wait, is this really it? Was well, that never a question that, you know, woke you out of it, snapped you out of it? I think
0: I was just an environment of people, not that they were bad people. Um, you know, they weren't, we didn't kill people. We didn't go out and do crazy, crazy, you know, bad things to, to other people or anything like that. So the, 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 but the environment that I was in was an environment of, we'd go out and we'd party all the time. We partied all the time. We, we drank, we smoked, we did all kinds of crazy, you know, those type of crazy things. Mm-hmm. We stayed out real late, we slept in all day. And it was just like, that was just accepted. There was no, and really my parents were not very strict on me. Okay. I kind of had an open, you know, there was a little bit of an open door where I got to do the things that I wanted to do. Yeah, And uh, and so because of that, I had no goals written down. Nobody was pushing me. I mean, I, I, I did play sports, but nobody pushed me to play sports believe it or not I was uh, I, I even did extra work for a little while so I was in the movie pretty woman mm. um I was uh in all kinds of different tv shows and just extra work though never like so I guess you're just
1: living it kind of day by day it was just
0: day by day I was just trying to figure Plain out what ear, I liked. Sense. but nobody but this is the challenge though nobody not to blame anybody I'm, I don't never like to blame anybody but Nobody pushed me, man. I mean, you were 14. I know, but at 14, if somebody would have guided me, like pushed me into something, I think that maybe I would have gotten, maybe I wouldn't have gone through some of those rough years as as a teenager.
1: Sure. So is there like a certain event that you can recall that kind of lit the fire inside of you and said, that's it, I'm cutting it off? Or was it like a sequence of events? Well,
0: there was. There there was the first thing that came to my mind and... um, Hopefully my kids are not uh, listening to this podcast, but you know, shut it off. Yeah, guys. Sh- shut it off now. But um, <laughs> but no, I, I I was you know I was probably 20 years old and I remember this day, and I was with another one of my buddies and it was like, and, and I'd not been working at the time. I think I just got because um, I, I played baseball at Mount Jacinto College out in Hemet and I was mm-hmm. playing baseball and I hurt my knee real bad. And so I didn't play. I couldn't play baseball anymore. My baseball career was done. I was it was over. Came back home. I was living at home, in my parents' uh, converted uh, attic bedroom. And and I uh, and, and and I remember wasting the whole day partying with one of my buddies. And he was down the street, literally like two, three, four, five houses down. And we were doing just you know we were smoking and we were drinking and we were wasting the day. And I just. And that night I came home and, and I, I didn't really feel good about myself. I felt a lot of guilt.
1: Hmm. Uh, it
0: was a lot of guilt. I felt very, very guilty about like I felt like God gave me a a you know a great life, a better life, you know. Yeah and and I was wasting that shit, man. And I was so tired of wasting my life away. I said, fuck it, man. I gotta do something different. Buddy Pablo called me up forever thank Pablo for what he did to my life by getting me into business, got into business and the rest is history.
1: That's interesting. So I want to touch into a subject that I don't think many people talk about enough. Where does God come into this?
0: Well, I mean, I've always, I'm, I'm not a real religious guy. I don't, yeah. um, you know, I do go to church, but I don't go every single Sunday. Um, I, I do believe that that organized religion, is um, there's a lot of challenges that I have with organized religion. Mm-hmm. You know, they make you feel bad if you don't go to to, to church. True. And I feel like, you know, I, I've been praying ever since I was a young kid. I pray, I pray to God every single day, every single night. I always give thanks to God for our blessings that we've had in our life. So there's no doubt about it. God has played a major, major role in guiding me. Uh, you know, one of the things that I, I have a little dream video that I watch at night before I go to bed, and and it says that that um, you know my God guides me every single day, mm-hmm. and so I allow Him to feed into me and guide me to the things that I need to be doing, and and I I try to listen the best I can. I'm not sure. perfect. I make a lot of mistakes still, but I try my best to to be as um, You know, as faithful as possible. I say
1: that because I I, I 100% believe in it dearly that uh, a big percentage of business success comes down to faith. Right. Right. Like, there's this saying, so I'm Middle Eastern, there's this saying in Arabic that says, do what you can do and leave the the rest up to the one who controls it all. Right. right. You know, and so, like, you know, you hustle, you hustle, you hustle, you grind, but at the end of the day, can you really control everything? Right. You can't. And that's where stress comes from. Like, a lot of anxiety and stress I realize dawns upon me when I try to control every single thing that's happening. Oh, totally. That's impossible. So a lot of like successful entrepreneurs like you have this, um, whether religious or not, but they have this some sort of faith in a bigger power in a in a great something greater than them. So that kind of takes me to my next question: twenty one to twenty seven, twenty eight, a lot changed, and I wanna I wanna I wanna kind of dig into now like dreamland a little bit, right? Obviously, before you had really no why to everything that you were doing. From twenty one to twenty seven, twenty eight, something snapped. Yeah. What was that why that made you go, okay, that's it, I'm gonna wake up every day and I'm gonna grind my butt off until I get to a place where I wanna be? I I think
0: it it had a lot to do with me believing that I could do it too. Like I saw these guys, I remember the first night I ever took a look at my opportunity, basically. I mean, Mm -hmm. the the opportunity they were giving me. And I saw this guy and he was making about $400,000 at the time and he was like an ex uh, grocery store manager. And I looked at him, and he's talking about a life of freedom and choices and options. And for some reason, I didn't—I wasn't like, like starstruck or anything like that. I looked at him as just a human being. Yeah. And I said, "He's just a dude, you know? He's just a guy. <laughs> like, what the, you know?" Yeah, like, but like, to you, making
1: seven bucks an hour, four hundred grand—it well, like, was
0: a big deal. Yeah.
1: But it was a big deal, but I
0: didn't. But I, but I, but what really changed my thinking was the fact that I, I really felt like. Like he puts his pants on like I do, like he's not better than me. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Like I had this no, little definitely. chip. Like, like yeah. I'm, I'm cap- like. So what I did though is I believed that if I learned what he knew, you can apply it and do the I same thing. I could get what he's got. Sure. Like okay. just give me your knowledge. Logical man. concept. That's yeah. it. And I so I stole every bit of knowledge that I could get from the dude. Asked him a lot of questions. Spend a lot of time with them you know, picked his brain, you know, and found other mentors that totally changed my thinking. But I was open for it. Like, I I had no ego, man. You were coachable. I I was coachable. That's That's it, it. I had no ego, man. Like, ego, I, I feel like it, It'll. It's keep a killer. you
1: broke, man. Dude, ego is a killer. It'll kill you yeah, in yeah. business, in life, man. I mean, if you if you if you allow your ego to drive you, it's pretty much allowing your emotions to drive you. And when that's you're it. emotional while running a business, you, that's it. Might as well just close shop. That's it. File Chapter Eleven, just leave. I, I agree, man. I agree. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about mentorship for a bit, right? You kind of you kind of dug into that. A lot of I feel like so many people overthink things a lot in business. How do I do this? How do I do that? How do I do this? And I don't, I actually had a recent conversation on one of our last podcasts with Patrick Bet David and he called me out on it and he was like, you focus too much on the how-to, brother. Right, like right. if you know your why and what you're doing, things just like right. happen. So when it comes to mentorship, I, I, I know like. Well, I want to challenge that real quick. Okay, just, go just, ahead. I want to
0: challenge Patrick, that. Patrick, if you're watching yeah, this. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I want to challenge that, Patrick. And I do have a lot of respect for him. Good dude. Yeah. Um, but, but I want to challenge that because I believe yeah. The reason why most people fail is because they don't know their shit. They don't know their shit. But don't they don't agree? know how. Look, look. I, I believe the why is very important. I, I'm not yeah. at all Yeah, I mean, telling you, you had why. a chip on your shoulder. But I'm telling you, man, I, I, dude, I mastered my shit, man. I mean, 100%. But where did it start from? Well, it started from the why. Yeah. The why is important. Very, very important because that's going to get you moving. Mm-hmm. But I think, man, if you don't. Because I just think there's a lot of people that they're winging it. They're like, well, I know my why, man. And I'm gonna hustle and I'm gonna grind and I'm gonna go for it. But they don't know how to overcome objections. They see, don't know how the, to communicate with The thing
1: with, people. with that is I go back to how social media is nowadays. That's people it. are so big on hustle. I got a DM I'm from this guy me. two weeks ago and you know what he says? He's like, yo, what's up? I'm like, hey, how you doing? How's life? You know, random people just reach out. And he's like, oh, I just finished an all-nighter. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like, what do you want me to do? Give you a dollar? Congratulations, man. Like it's like people are like talking about this hustle life as if it's like, it's cool. Right. You know? And all of a sudden entrepreneurship is like this like token word. I'm an entrepreneur. I don't even like calling myself an entrepreneur, bro, because like I I dead ass believe that I was born and raised in a very business mindset. And to me working for somebody is just, it's a no, no. Like I I know I'm up to something big and I know I have something to prove and show the world and I'm going to do it. Right. So to me, it's not about, I don't like when I talk about like people call like, Hey, what do you do? I'm like, I just, I just do my thing. Right. You know? But, What he was saying was the how-to does matter. It's that it comes from the why. Right. The root starts from the why. Of course. Because if you have a chip on your shoulder, you're gonna wake up every day and figure it out. Right. 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 right, The the problem with like the people that talk like that is that their why, in my opinion, aren't big enough. Right. It's not. It's not big enough to a point when objections and issues and tribulations happen. They're like, you know what? My why is huge. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna
0: keep smacking on it. Right. right? I mean But but what are they smacking on? That's the problem. There's right? no there's they're, no they're, guidance. They're, there's they're, no. they're just they're they're like they're they're drowning themselves in just motivation. Yes. Right? That's yes. it. And so yes. they, they wake up with this great why and this great feeling of, but see, look, what bought this house here is the is the was the, results, man, yeah. Was yeah. the results, man. Was the results was me sitting across the kitchen table and knowing the words. And knowing how to communicate properly to that client to get that client to say yes, yeah. and write me a check. Yeah. That's it. That's what. That's what put me in this house. That comes today. from
1: experience and knowledge. Obviously, mentorship that's is huge. It. I mean, I love mentorship for one reason: you get someone who's done it that's mentors it. you. All of a sudden, you, like you advance your career so much faster. It's like a life hack. Oh, totally. You know, totally. You, know you know, Gary Vee, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. So what's interesting is he has this uh, 4D consulting. Mm-hmm. Have you Have you seen those uh-huh. videos? Mm-hmm. Uh, so. His regular motivation videos get millions of views. And then he has this two hour video that's super tactical. He posts them, I think once every two weeks, Uh where he sits with small businesses and he consults them on how to build their business. It's two hours. He gets about 60 to 70,000 views on that video. That's crazy. Versus a million, two million. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, compare, like that content is great to listen to maybe on a morning that you're not feeling it, but the real stuff, is right here. That's it. Like he's teaching you how to get clients, how to build a business, how to strategically make money and people are like nope I don't want to listen to this. This doesn't matter. So you're a big guy on financial independence right? Yeah totally. You're you're also like a business coach and you do all of that that cool stuff. I want to, I feel like a lot of Instagram and social media has ruined the way coaches are looked upon. Right. So have you dealt with people that are being like people that are super skeptical about like, oh, I'm a coach. Well, oh yeah, everyone says he's a coach. How oh, yeah. can you help me?
0: Well, I mean, for me, it's a little bit different because I, I started in this game after I made it okay. after I became financially independent. I, I think I think the toughest thing for a lot of coaches out there is the fact that they have never made it big themselves. And they're trying to coach people. And they're trying to coach people. Yeah. And and Uh. it's like, that's scary to me. Like, I I mean, I, you know, I don't necessarily say they shouldn't do it, but I think that's
1: very no, I difficult. They, I man. say this shit. That's
0: That's very yeah. difficult to do. Well, you know, I mean, there might be stuff that they went to certification programs. I disagree. It might, it might like, be able to teach you some different things. Did you go to school? I, I didn't. I didn't go to. Co- yeah. Well, I went to college for a little while okay. and then I ended up. I, know, I dropped out for years. one reason.
1: Yeah. I sat in front of a professor who makes 50 grand a year teaching right. me how to run a business. That's it. That's and I'm it. like, smartest uh, thing you ever did. Doesn't make sense. You know, like, I don't follow it. I don't I don't get it. You know, maybe for a chemistry, science, that thing. Cool. It's like book stuff. But especially entrepreneurship and business, it's evolving so fast right. and so quick that something I might learn from you today may not be applicable right, tomorrow. Right, right, you know, right. so financial—what de- is what is financial independence for you? Is there like a number? Is there like a limit that you reach? It, it,
0: it really is—it's cash flow, man. I mean, it's it's when you have enough cash flow to take care of every one of your bills, and you have plenty of left over. Um, that's financial independence, man. That's freedom that's choices. I mean, I get up every single day. If I want to work, I work. If I don't want to work, I don't work. Every single day. The only reason why I'm doing this podcast, I'm doing you know, my own podcast, uh, Wealth on the Beach podcast. Yeah. The only reason why I'm doing that stuff is because I want to make a difference. There's something in you my can. soul. Yes. Yeah. There's something that drives me. It's always driven me because even in my own company, I've spoke all over the, the country, teaching and coaching and training, and by the way, for free. Like I've never been paid to speak for my company across the country and uh, and Canada as well. And I've done that for 20 years for free. Yeah. And that's what drives me. And the reason why I do it is because I wanna make a difference. And um, But that's financial freedom for me is to be able to do the shit that I wanna do because I wanna do it.
1: Let's get a bit more tactical here yeah? because I, a lot of, I think I get a little confused when people talk about that. When you say pay bills, I mean yeah. my bills let's say are $10,000. Right. right? right. Okay, but if I only have $10,000, I'm broke. That's it, right? that's it, of course. So what is financial independence? Is it like, is there a certain number of passive income? Well, let, let Is me there just a certain
0: goal or digit that you hit? Well, I mean, no, I mean, you know, I make $100,000 a month whether I get out of bed or not. And so, and my, my bills are probably in the range of maybe 30 grand a month or something like that, okay. of what I actually need. I mean, my mortgage on this house, I mean, you, you saw this house, this is a multi multi-million dollar home. My mortgage is eighteen hundred dollars, because it's almost paid off. I only owe like three hundred and fifty grand on it. Okay. So, um, financial independence is having no debt. I have virtually no debt. I, I do own a building, a commercial building in Ontario. Uh, it's probably about I could probably get one six, one seven for it, and uh, I think I owe four hundred thousand or something like that. Okay. Um, so, to me, like when you have no debt, and and there's money still coming have, in you have $70,000 now granted there's some taxes in there and but you know you know $50 plus $1,000 a month in free cash flow in whatever you want to do with it i mean we're talking you know this is some serious financial freedom mm-hmm. now if i was maybe more of a grinder and i said you know what i want to make another $100,000 a month I gotta go back out in the field, I gotta go across the kitchen table, I gotta go grind it and go recruit more people and train more people and do all that. And if I wanna do that, I can go do that. I have every day I get up, I can choose if I wanna go do that or not. Hmm. But that's my, this is my reality today. And and again, I know it's a little bit counter culture because I know it's fun to say that, man, we're grinding it no, 24 seven, you know, a lot man. of people, They that that's what they want me to say. I'll, now I'm not saying you do, but I, I know that that's society today, that that's like a, but but it doesn't have to be that way. You no, could build a life, in my opinion, you could build a life where, you know, you're bringing in 20 grand a month. 100%. And your, your bills are 10 grand. you You got 10 grand a month to, to travel. Imagine mm-hmm. taking a $10,000 vacation every single month of your life. Right. That I mean I probably travel maybe, you know, once at least every other month. I go on some sort of adventure once every other month. And if that's the way you want to live, then that's the way you want to live. That's it. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's not right or wrong. I don't and look, there might be a time and, and a little my my life is the way it is too, because I have a 17 year old and I have a thirteen year old. So my life's a little bit different. Now
1: when you try to out? spend more time with exactly. them in a Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm giving them my life right now. You know, that's interesting that you, you know? say that because I feel like you do, you, do you do that because you know how it is to not have a stable family? Uh, a little bit. I, I think probably there, there, there is
0: that, that you know, sense of I want to be a great dad because yeah. I didn't necessarily have the, the greatest. Mm-hmm. Not that he was a bad dude. I love my pop. I have a pop and I have a stepdad, a, a dad that helped to raise us. Um, but you know, there was a lot of things and there was a lot of times where, you know, he would say, hey, I'm gonna pick you up on Saturday morning and I'd be on the corner waiting for him to pick me up and he wouldn't be there. Yeah. So like, if you ask my kids right now, does dad do what he says he's gonna do? It's 1000%. Like is oh, the integrity is yeah. like, it's so important to me. If I tell you I'm gonna do something, you know, you said you were coming out here today and we wanted to make sure everything was right. And, you know, of course we got the gardener in the back. I don't know that he's, I don't uh-huh. know that he was scheduled at the Stop. right time. <laughs> 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 hopefully it's not too crazy. Oh good, oh back. good, yeah. Uh, but uh, but, but I, I just, I wanna be a great dad, man. I mean, I wanna tuck my kids in. I, I you know, when my kids all through their life, I always read to them before bedtime. Dude, and that's great, and, and, I respect that you about know,
1: you because you're willing to say that. Like there's no, as you said, like culture nowadays is like all about the hustling. Like, you yeah. know gotta do this got I'm like bro, like if a lot of people, because I have this really big vision for my company. Yeah, I'm kind of the exact opposite. Yeah, yeah. You, right now, at least. Yeah, for right yeah. now. But for for I right was now. like you. Yeah. Sure, sure, you know, sure. A lot sure. of years ago, age, we were the same. yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. totally, Yeah, man. Sure, totally. Uh, sure. And it's like, right now, like all I care about is the grind. That's, That's it. it. Like, And the thing is, Love I it. say that. I'm like, hey, listen, I don't want to hang out. I don't want to go out. I just want to hustle. Love that. You know, but I might get to a point where, you know, tomorrow I might wake up and change my media company to a chocolate factory. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, well, let do whatever me, it is I want to do.
0: Let me just make sure that you're clear, man. For that seven years of my life you couldn't catch me doing anything no, I, bet. I didn't party i didn't go out i didn't hang out i didn't go on vacations i was driving a ten thousand dollar maxima purple maxima sure. not a best looking car sure. and i was making three hundred thousand a year just because i was saving i was saving i was investing saving saving investing investing into my company doing anything that i can do to make sure that i could you know, save a million bucks because that was my goal. Let's at talk that about time. savings for a second. I yeah. was actually going to get into yeah. that.
1: You're like, read my mind. Yeah. Um, investments, or I don't believe in re- getting the, the, the money rotten in your bank account. Yeah. I think no. it's stupid. I think if, if money's sitting in your bank account, what the hell's the point of it? Yeah. So, at what stage do you believe people should start investing into things? So let's say like, okay, I mean, is there and I, I'm, I'm really right trying to, I'm trying to dig tactical yeah, because yeah, yeah. like, you know, yeah. let's say you just started a startup. Yeah. Right. My investments right now, all my money is dumping into the startup. Yeah, so I don't, I don't keep a single penny for anything else. Right. When did your portfolio start to in like expand? Cause I know you said you do other investments well, now. So. Like, so what's, what's, Really advantageous about the
0: the company that I've built. Yeah. is the fact I have virtually no overhead That's amazing. And yeah. I virtually never had any overhead. I mean my office expense I mean, I think you know at one time. I mean I was renting out some different offices So my office was expense was almost nothing because I had offices within the building that hmm. I was renting out so that was all covered um, and then uh you know, I got my cell phone, I got my car, um, maybe some awards, maybe some dinners that I'm gonna take some of my agents out to, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I never advertised. Not one advertisement in 23 years. Um, I I mean, I bought chairs at my office. I, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. my overhead was I nothing, get it. I get it. nothing. Yeah. So it's like every dime I had, I was putting it into mutual funds I was putting in individual stocks that I would follow and invest into. Um, You know, how had a couple little outside ventures a long time ago, and, and, uh, you know, just those type of things is, is, is what I did. And so, but I got really good at knowing what was happening in the market. I mean, there was years where I was making 100 percent return on my money. Now, I can't get, you know, I would never guarantee anybody that you're going to get 100 percent return, but there were years. Well, I mean, they were mutual fund investments. I mean, you know, dot com. Sure. There was a lot of investments (laughs) that were doing really, really well. And I was kind of a part of that. That was that was a few of those years that had helped me grow my net worth pretty fast.
1: You know what I love about you? Self-awareness. You're very self-aware. Of who you are, what you want, what you like. And so, you live your life on your own so. needs. I mean, I think that's a beautiful thing about the American system. It allows you to do that. Oh, totally. totally. People nowadays, though, are so caught up with looking at someone else's chapter 20. And comparing it with their chapter 1. And they're like, oh my God, it's so I accomplish?" Like dude, listen, if you want to make 50 grand a year and that makes you happy, that's it. Go freaking do it. Exactly. But totally. if you but, but like stick to it. Right. Don't talk 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 and don't do anything. Right. But if you're happy making 500 million dollars a year, then right. go freaking figure it out. But you also Absolutely. need to understand that the bigger you go, the more the hustle, the more right, the grind. Right, right you are like i'm gonna get here and i'm just gonna chill yeah i, lo- I love that like there's well, nothing- yeah and and, and and let me just and i do want
0: to be clear i mean i'm obviously still building my business no, yeah, as yeah. i go and i'm always looking for great people i'm always looking to train people and teach people and things like that but it's just a different mindset it's a it's like when you when you figure out what you want i wanted financial i love to travel I've been to South Africa, I've been to Brazil, I've been to, you know, all throughout Canada, all throughout the United States, I've been to Italy and Europe and, you know, just I've been all over the place. And, but that's what I wanted to do. And I didn't want anybody, I didn't want to have to call my boss and say, man, can I get the day off? that was the dream for me, man. That's what fired me up every that's day. Cool. That's you what did it took me. Yeah. Like we I'm were not, able to I'm not,
1: like for everybody that's watching guys, he's, he, he does a lot of things. If you want to check him out on social media, he's very active. So like you're still doing your thing. Oh, of course. But what man. I'm telling you is that I respect about you is that you're like, you know, you, you said something, you set out to it, you hustled till you got there. And now you're in a stage where you can do whatever you want. That's it. Right. Some people love hustling to the day they die. I mean, right. we have middle Eastern culture. We, 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 retirement to us is like, uh doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, <laughs> totally. You totally. know, it's like so like me growing up, my dad's like 50 54 now right. and he still hustles like yeah. all daily like he's 20. And and, and 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 look,
0: I mean, the 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 grind and the hustle to me versus somebody else is different. just just different. Sure. So because because like for me, my grind and my hustle today is me doing a podcast, yeah. me me spreading going doing a meeting, doing, yeah. spreading knowledge because that's the progress that I'm making. Like, cause I, I got to, I got to 28, and I'm like, I can't retire. I'm not gonna retire. I mean, I never fully retired, but I just had to keep on making progress, cause I believe progress is what equals happiness. It's the progress hmm. of things, and that's why, by the way, most people in America and uh, Canada, they're depressed, man. Because no, they they're not progressing. Life. They're not progressing, man. They, Stagnant. They're, they're just. Super. They're, yeah. they're they're pissed off because they're in traffic right now, man. They're flipping somebody off. They're they're <laughs> upset because they're making the same amount of money that they made five years ago. They live in the same dang neighborhood. It's a bad neighborhood. They hate their neighbors. It's loud. It's you know people are mean. Uh, there's crime. There's you know poverty
1: mentality, and I never understood uh, that. I by just, the way, I don't get how somebody. I would much rather eat crap for years. Yes. And make a dollar, right? Then go out there and make fifty grand for five years and not progress. Oh my God! You know what I mean? It just it doesn't it blows my mind because to me, even if I made a dollar today and then tomorrow I made two dollars, even if it was just a dollar, I just changed my amount of money. To me, that's like whoa! Check me out! You know what I mean? And like
0: and people people don't realize too that like when they're stuck in those neighborhoods, they can get out. Like people stay in neighborhoods for forty years and they don't get out. The ones with the bars on the windows and it's like wait a minute it's not that difficult to get out you just got to find a coach find a mentor find somebody that'll teach I, I had a guy he instagrammed me this morning and he's like hey man you know can you give me some advice and you know give me some mentorship and all that kind of thing? i said hey man i said on a scale from 1 to 10 uh, how badly do you want to change your life i told him just like that i yeah. texted him you know and he said and he said oh man 10 unbelievable. I want to go 10. And, and I said, well, I own a financial services company. Um, why don't you check this out and this out? And if you feel like we're a fit, maybe you go into business with me and I'll mentor you. I'll take you under my wing. I'll teach you everything I know. And he goes, uh, I don't think I want to go into that type of business. And so mm-hmm. it's like, it's like he didn't want to change his life that bad. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And so, because he was struggling as a waiter right now, so people have to eat shit for a little while it's ego. until it's ego. it's ego. That's why he's broke. It's ego, it's ego man.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I pre- I'm I'm 21, dude. Yeah. So I deal with this on a daily. Like I I'll tell you I'll tell you something about myself that I grew up in a I guess you could say higher middle class family. Yeah. Where I had everything, but not really. You know what I mean? Like I could go out to Javier's on once a week. Right. You know I can't do it daily. I, I like. It was kind of like it's weird. I actually think I tell people a lot that I actually think middle class is a curse, because Ed Millett speaks about this. Because right. you have it. I mean, worst case scenario, i will be honest with you. Worst case scenario, I can go back to my five thousand square foot home and. That's, rip, that's worst case exactly. scenario. So exactly. I was blessed growing up in a family that I had it all, but then I also realized that wait, is this? And it's interesting because that's why I think my drive doesn't come from i guess yes it is financially speaking because i want to set my own life up i don't want to rely on my parents money but most of it is the is is what is it that i'm out there to accomplish right. and what i'm out there to change and that's why this podcast started and i dealt with a lot because at 16 i my first car was a bmw my second car was infinity my third car was like a hundred thousand dollar jaguar and right now i got my fourth car it's a camry it. going from that to this i i swear to god man it took me I literally didn't have a car for three months because I couldn't handle it. I was like, there's no way I can. Because I was I was 19, you know, ego high as hell. I just started the whole, like, business, I guess, adventure. And I'm thinking to myself, Fudge, I really have to, like, watch my money now and, like, Man, I'm like not I'm not relying on my dad's money anymore, so I'm like, I got nothing.
0: Right, right, not nothing in right. my name. Yeah, he's not gonna cut you a check every yeah, month and or and five I, I, grand I, a <laughs> month so you can live wherever you want. I don't want you him to. You gotta make money. Yeah, right. and
1: I honestly don't want him to. I mean, he he till today he yeah. tells me, hey, if you need anything, yeah, of course, I'm here. Of but I still try not to. I'm like, no, no, I don't need it. And so it, it took me two and a half to three months to finally make the decision of, you know what, I I have to just. And it's so funny because I look at other people and I'm like, man, I am such an a hole. I'm not grateful for what I got like a Camry to some people is like heaven. Like I have a I have a, it's a new car. It's not like I got a used one. It's a
0: new Camry. It's a new Camry,
1: <laughs> red interior. It's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty pimped out, you know? And I'm like, I'm like, I, I, it took me that long to make this decision. You know, it's like almost a $400 payment and I'm still thinking to myself that this is like in my head, I was like, this isn't cool. And I'm like, what the hell? Like it really took, a good minute. Thankfully, now I've kind of overcome that, you know, and I understand that I'm very aware of the ego, ego, ego side of me. And I was like, imagine that I kept that and imagine that I allowed that to drive my decisions. I would, I'd be nowhere because even any penny I would get, I'd just go spend it on making sure I look good. Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting because I was, I was on Instagram the other day and there was a picture of Jay-Z where when he was worth like a hundred grand, versus when he's worth now like six seven hundred million dollars, in the in the picture of him worth a hundred k, he had a bunch of jewelry, diamond chains, and at six hundred million, he's wearing like just a shirt, right. jeans, it, just chilling, kicking back. So ego, guys, whoever's watching, it's a it's a killer. It's a killer, man. It'll, it'll killer. wipe you out, man. It'll kill you. Right. Yeah, like, it, it will. What are, what are some tips on awareness? I think self awareness is very key, but a lot of people don't even know what they don't know. Right. Right. And so it's like. It's this weird concept of that, you know what you know, and you know what you don't know. So for example, like, you know that, I don't know, like, do you know how to, is there something that you don't know you can't do?
0: Well, I mean, can't fix a car.
1: Okay, cool. So you know you can't fix a car, but yeah. then there's a lot of things that you don't know you don't know. So that kind of knowledge is, I believe is what gives you that self-awareness. If you go out there and seek it. Any key tips on, for somebody who's just starting, how to really go out there, build their network, and get somebody, bring somebody enough value that's you know, really successful to kind of mentor them, put them under the wing, and have them understand and start learning?
0: Well, I, I, think, I think you have to seek out the mentor. I mean, early on in my life, I found the mentor. Mm. Find out what kind of business do you want to be in. Maybe this guy was self-aware enough to go, "Hey, I don't want to be in the financial business with this guy or whatever." And that's, and God bless him. That's cool. I, I said, I said, right on. I wasn't upset with him. I said, right on. God bless you, man. I hope you know you make your dreams come true. And uh, but but I knew. Look, I knew from an early age that it didn't matter what I was doing. Yeah. I want I wanted to become financially independent. And I felt like this was my chance. This was finally, you know, the stars aligned, you know, everything was, was right. And this was my chance and I wasn't gonna blow it. And so I was aware, very aware that, you know, maybe I wasn't the smartest guy. I, I, I was never a real good student. I, I'm a very slow reader. Um, I'm not good at math. Uh, there, there was a lot of, you know, things that I knew I wasn't good at. So guess what? I, I figured out that computers made math a lot easier. I figured out that um, there was mentors that were gonna tell me shit that I didn't know, yeah. so I could know it, right? I, I remember getting a, 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 a whole set of tapes. This is how long ago this was. They were cassette tapes mm-hmm. of Tom Hopkins. I had my $4,000, um, not as good as your Camry, all right, at, at 21, <laughs> uh, I had a $4,000 <laughs> yeah, pickup yeah. truck. It was a sure. maroon pickup truck. With no air conditioning. Yeah. Bet you your Camry has air conditioning. It has AC, yeah, thanks, and, uh, yeah. And I had no air conditioning. And we, and I'm telling you, man, I knew I played those tape cassettes every single day because I was aware that I didn't know those things. And I had to learn how to communicate properly. I, I probably talked like a 21 year old back then you yeah. know what I mean yeah and so I knew that I was because I'm in the financial business I knew that I was gonna have to talk to older people um, you know I made sure I dressed right every day I always had a polo shirt on I always had a nice pants on nice shoes on every day not not in a full you know you know, no, three mean, in your
1: space, but I
0: knew. Yeah, you exactly. That was that. my space I'm in the so. media
1: space. It's all about. Oh, cash yeah. Stuff. No, yeah. It's,
0: it's all good, man. I mean, but but in that, you know, at 21, though, yeah, in my business at that moment, because again, that was a lot of years ago, too. That was 20 plus years yeah. ago. I knew you had to make up had, for the age by that. Exactly. By the way you presented exactly. yourself. Yeah, in, instead of thinking that I'm just going to just wing it and just figure it out along the way, I had to learn what these other successful people were doing. Mm. And they were dressing right. Sure. And they
1: knew how to communicate right. And so I mastered it. So I want to ask you something. Yeah. Throughout the journey of you growing financially, did you ever feel like you were kind of losing track or losing sight of the vision uh, or losing sight of the goals? I mean, I, I the reason why I'm asking is because I'm personally dealing with that yeah, right now yeah. where I'm kind of in the rust of the startup world mm-hmm. where I'm doing so much that sometimes I'm like, yo, I'm not even like, my dreams are kind of hazy. Like it's like, um, cause there's a lot of work and things are progressing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I, 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 I've caught myself recently to start to realize that I'm like, Whoa, whoa, whoa I'm, I'm actually sort of winging it right now. Like right, right, right. even though I'm very, I'm very, I'm a very like, um, integral guy I like to really be focused and scheduled organized. And like organized yeah, but sometimes I feel as if I can lose focus very easily right and it's not because of the temptations outside it's actually because of how much is going on inside right. has did that ever happen to you and if it totally totally how'd you deal
0: with that dude I mean you know I I number one is that I was 21 years old oh. playing in a game where everybody else was 40. Minimum. So yeah, nobody yeah. wanted to listen to me, right? So I'm just going and going and people are telling who's me, this no, yeah. who's this little kid yeah. over here? I'm recruited. I, I recruited, you know, people that lived in like real homes yeah, and I'm yeah, like yeah. living in my mom's, you know, sure, upstairs, yeah, yeah, yeah. little bedroom up there. And 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 i'm feeling like shit, man i mean i remember all best nice cars and you're like i'm, I'm driving a freaking pickup <laughs> truck you know feeling like dirt man and and i'm and then i i drive my little pickup truck and i end up in some house that looks like this house you know and you're like this guy ain't I gonna park the car across the
1: street so he doesn't see me exactly
0: exactly <laughs> and i and it was so so hard in the beginning sure to Gain credibility. I mean, I remember you know a couple of things that I did uh, uh, early on because we didn't have social media back then. But I was aware enough that having a presence was important. So I went to the the Citrus College uh, newspaper department, mm-hmm. and I said, "How would you like to write a, a paper about me and uh, an article about me?" and I made them write an article about me. And I carried that article around All everywhere, around. You go. just showing people that I was- Out there. Out there. Yeah. And, I, and I went uh, you know, to the mist newspaper. I was like, can I write an article? And I wrote a little, like a little Attention blog article. Key, man.
1: Attention, Attention is key. Attention was key. I yeah,
0: knew yeah, yeah. that from the get go. I yeah, knew that's, that.
1: That's really smart. And, no. and
0: that was, and again, zero social media. That was probably in 1996 when I did that.
1: And that's, by the way, just to, just to dig in on that. You guys back then, that was hustle. Hey, what? Dude, I had maps. Dude, I could yeah, actually get to somebody's hustle. house in a map. Nowadays, when <laughs> someone tells me I know how to run a business, I'm like, bro, Google. Exactly. exactly. What are you talking about? YouTube. I had no Google. Instagram, dude. Twitter, Snapchat. What are you talking about? You know how to run a business. It, I'm like, you can it. literally YouTube. How to make 100 grand a year. Boom, a hundred million results. I know. And just start listening. dude. Back then, you guys had to like Look, phone we, books. We and had like, no cell phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would
0: go to this phone booth. You said like it, mails or something like, like that? Well, to like confirm an appointment and things <laughs> like that. And then I would call them. If it was too far away, I would call them. Are you still going to be there? Are you sure you're going to be there? Like now, we never confirm our appointments. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. you, know, you know it's, it's but, happening. Because we know we're going to be there. Or, and, and of course, we have cell phones. So something crazy happens. But I just, I'm just telling, man. I mean, and again, it's not like I walked uphill in the snow, bare feet or anything like that. But I just, you know, I just know that if you want something bad enough, you will You'll do figure it out whatever mm-hmm. it f- can takes yeah. to go get whatever it is that you want. And that's what I did.
1: It's grit. It's
0: grit, it's man. It's grit.
1: Massive grit. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I feel like technology is creating a lot of... Uh... I'm going to get hate for this. Feminine kind of guys. Like people who don't have grit. They're like, oh, we can have it all in the thumb of our hands. We're just not going to do anything about it.
0: Texting will kill your business. I believe in the sales business, texting is killing people's business. Because, and again, I love texting. I text a lot. I text everybody every day. But. You still have to have that human contact with people. You know that's why what you guys are doing is so awesome. I mean, you guys, I think, are stepping up the game in podcasting, right? Because you'll actually go fly to go see the guy, yeah. you know, whatever, you know, to interview somebody. I think that's you came key. to some, you came to my house that's here key today, right? Like
1: a Zoom interview. First off, forget the quality. Like, yeah, quality yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm like, sure, quality. Like, I, I guess you could figure out. But then I'm like. I wanna get to know the person. That's it. That's like, it. hello? Like, I'm not just gonna interview and say bye, just like it's someone I knew. Yeah. Everybody we've interviewed, till today I'm in touch with. That's it. Either that's I'm incredible. helping them out, we're doing something together, mm-hmm. we're grinding together, we're hustling together, it's my network now. That's it. Like that's they become it. homies. That's it. You know, and it. it's like it, I, I, to me, it's so interesting because I I feel like people don't use common sense. That's it. They don't. Like I, when I first started the business, I'm like, okay, put ego aside. I and mean, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but my formula is the following. First, you put your ego aside. Second, you decide that I'm going to be coachable no matter what. Third, you make sure to put yourself in a room where you're literally the dumbest guy. And then fourth, you accept the fact that you're the dumbest guy. But if you put your ego aside, the fourth part is very easy. Who cares, man? I I just care about getting rich, man. And then fifth, which is a lot of people are really, really hard to do this nowadays, especially on social media is you accept where you are. Right. And you own it. Like, yeah, I drive a crappy car. Right. Yeah, I am broke. Help me. So what? You know what's interesting? Most of the people I've met, I've I, we've actually, I mean, I, first off, I hate boasting. So I'm not using this as a way to boast. But I mean, the fact that we even got like Patrick and stuff like that on the show mm-hmm. is, is pretty massive for yeah, how right. small we are, right? We're still growing. I
0: mean, imagine you got Daniel Alonzo, man. How'd you yeah. end up doing that, man? <laughs>
1: <laughs> because we were at someone else's. Yes. Because exactly. we were at Sams. You know what I mean? Because the referral, there, the network is there. But what's interesting is the way I got in front of people like you is people ask me all the time, how'd you do it? It's actually very simple. I literally just admitted that I'm broke. I was like, hey, I'm broke, I'm new. Look, I, I, to,
0: I tell people that all the time. Yeah. I mean, like, because we recruit. I mean, I'm yeah, a recruiter. We yeah, recruit yeah. 300 people a month in my organization. Uh, we help, you know, 500 families a month in our organization. And when you are a recruiter, if somebody wants to be a better recruiter, be honest with the people, 100%. tell them you're broke, man. Yeah. Tell them like, look, that's why I am I joined the business is because I, I see a better life. I see a better future. I see they something feel better. feel like they want to help yes, you. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like I was never afraid to, to, you know, once I started figuring out what to say and what to do, I would tell people, look, I'm 21. I really need your help.
1: Would you give me 10 minutes just to show you what I'm doing? I'm just trying to get my thing going right now. You say that's that. It. I was in the cybersecurity space that's with it. my dad for a minute and, uh, older dudes all the time the way I would get in front of the door hey man I'm 21 that's it they're like you are let's talk what are you doing here what the heck and so I for everybody that's watching seriously like listen to this if you're young and you want to kill it just admit where you are, like, accept the fact. Like, it's like, Don't try to play this like, oh, this I'm fake, rich yeah, and, hell you know, no. go take
0: it's, pictures in front of Ferraris and shit like that. Bro. Yeah, no, no.
1: It's stressful. Nah, How long can you keep that up? Exactly. Yeah. And why are you doing that? Like, what the heck is the point of that? I mean, my brand is built off of the idea of being against the grain. Right. Like that's literally what my brand's all about. Mm. I go on video and I talk about the crap that I go through I don't tell people. Hey, I made a million bucks. Right. or hey, I, I tell people guys the way it's the, 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 the hardcore stuff that I had to go through to get here. That's what matters that's and but that's my that's my formula like Accept where you are and you'd be shocked on how people react I'm telling you the way I booked guests when I first started is by telling them we're new mm. but I'm a hustler and but Um, Trust me, you're gonna love our content like and I was like and they would be like, are you sure? I'd be like, no, 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 you're gonna you're you're gonna and I like they wouldn't respond to me I'd go back at them go back at them go back Patrick took me about eight months to book. I didn't stop. I didn't stop. I texted him, texted him, texted him, texted him him, All the way to a point where it's like, okay, okay, fine Here's my assistant's number text him He actually kind of like gave in and what's so funny is when he walked in through the door when we were there He gave us this look of like how the hell did I get close to this? Because he's never been on a single small podcast ever. Right. right. He usually goes on like bigger platforms, mm-hmm. which makes sense. The guy's killing it. You know, he deserves his, like, his, his, his hustle. But the biggest lesson I learned then is if you admit where you are and you're truthful to yourself, other people will see that. Right. And they'd be willing to help you out. Because at the end of the day, everyone who's successful, they didn't start with money. I mean, yeah, you got those people who were born rich, but most people that are legit hustlers, they came from nothing. Right. So when they see someone who's really willing to put in the work and admits to where they are, and it's just like, hey, please just help me, I'll do whatever I can, right, right. then they're in. Right. I literally like, it's as simple, like the way I get mentors is, listen, hey man, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm very straightforward. I will do anything, anything to provide value for you. All I need is like an hour of your time every two weeks. Can you do that? And I literally sometimes would go overboard. Like, like we're like uh, we got a couple of people that we're working with right now. It's a value trade, right? Uh, one of one of these guys is is he's training my sales team, and in return we cre- we create content for him so, left and right. Overboard, we go overboard, and he goes overboard for us because he's at the beginning he was like a little oh, these guys are like one of those other dudes, but then he started to realize that wait these guys are actually legit. Mm-hmm. Like they're putting in their work, their integrity's high, they're keeping their word. Okay, cool. And Now all of a sudden he comes to our office. In the beginning it was like video video calls. Now every Thursday we have, we're part of his like appointments. The, and he, the, he charges like 10 grand. Right. I got it for free. That's it. You know what I mean? And it's like it's it's um, I know I'm going on this little rant, but I get fired up about this because like no, I, I just think, look, I mean, integrity
0: is everything. I yep. mean, you know, you're you're, you know, building trust with people. Yep. And I think especially newer people in the any business, the new people that are just starting out they're they, they flake a lot. They don't do time. what they say they're going to do. They, they don't manage their time. Yep. They're not organized. I'll be there at
1: 1030, show up at 11. Exactly, Uh, exactly.
0: And that's that's uh, the biggest mistake that newer people make, because I mean, especially in my business, I mean, we're dealing with people's money. I mean, we we, we could invest millions of dollars for people, and th- there is no joke. This is serious business. Any business, and you is no need joke. Yeah. to do what you say you're going to do. And look, I used to, I used to show up to people's appointments, and I would sometimes be there a half an hour early just to make sure that I didn't get hit with traffic. Because you know, you the go to I, LA The way I, the way I call like it is, is, is,
1: it's ten minutes early. You're late. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, ten, I'm ten always early late. always yeah, yeah.
0: always. Uh, I was early, I was, I was you know, there for that client when I was supposed to be there. And, and I just built a lot of trust, even with my agents, uh, as far as from a leadership standpoint, from as, as far as my agents, I was always teaching and training and coaching them leadership. Leadership is everything. If you're gonna build an organization, you're gonna build a big brand, a big business, you better be a leader. And leadership is 100% trust from the people that you're leading and if they don't trust you because you're always late you don't show up you're not there you don't do what you say you're going to do you know pretty much you're you're not going to have it'll eventually kill you it'll eventually die Mm -hmm.
1: absolutely so my man it's uh it's been an hour can't believe that yeah yeah, i can't believe that i I love podcasting i can get like i can go for hours on hours on some sessions (laughs) and i'm like all right i gotta respect the person's time so where where can people find you if they want to reach out to you and do you provide coaching for anybody, or is it like a thing that you kind of like do it under whoever works for you, or how does that work?
0: Yeah, so uh, anybody can get a hold of me um, at Daniel Alonzo with a Z, and I'm drinking a coconut, so you'll know it's me. And, uh, <laughs> and and so so Instagram is is the best place to DM me. Sure. And Facebook is so so many ways to figure out Facebook, but I do do a coaching program. It's called Wealth on the Beach Club.
1: Oh, it's like the podcast. It's
0: like the podcast. The the podcast is Wealth on the Beach podcast and then Wealth on the Beach Club. So people sign up. I do a weekly every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I do a coaching session. So one half an hour is a lesson and then one half an hour is Q&A. So they can ask me whatever they want. I teach any any profession, any type of person. I'm teaching leadership. But the main the main, main goal for me is to teach people how to build massive passive residual income so that they can have freedom and choices and options. So if somebody's listening right now and they're like, I kind of like that dude and I like his life. I like the freedom that he has. I want that to be where I'm at. Then they need to connect with me because, you know, because I can teach them exactly word for word, step by step, exactly what I did and how I did it. 100%. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and I'll do it for, and it's not very expensive. So I'm not charging ten grand or anything like that. This is something that I'm doing. God honest, man, I really am doing as a one hundred percent service to the world because I want to make a difference man I look sure. I'm not I'm not your average social media guy that's trying to you know do a coaching program and charge 10 grand I'm not doing that that's just not my deal because I already have a business that pays me a lot of money I'm very financially free I want to dig into all these people that really have been misguided and I think a lot of them have been misguided by a lot of fluff by a lot of bullshit by a lot of people that don't that have never done anything that yeah, they don't yeah, know what they're yeah. talking There's about
1: too much nonsense that's it you have to filter it
0: and, and so no. if you talk to me like you're gonna you know i'm gonna give you the no bullshit, raw straight up. in your face straight out you, you I look, mean, you could tell just from this podcast you're look, look, like that yeah yeah i mean you you don't you, i mean i've answered every one of your questions man straight, straight up, up with even more detail probably than most but I do that because I just, I'm a regular guy, man. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm some celebrity or something. I'm a regular dude. I got a family. I got a great, you know, family and kids and everything. And, and I just feel like I want to give back. I want to make I a think, difference. Dude. I
1: think that's the problem with society is that we've put set levels. We're all human. Yeah, absolutely. We were all created by one creator, whether you believe in that or not. Right, we were right. all created by one thing. All right, let's put it like that. I'm Muslim, so I believe truly in God, right? So we are all created by God, and at the end of the day, we're human. And it's interesting because religiously speaking, and I'll end it at this, we actually believe in community big time, where you got to help and you got to like, you know, pass down the wealth. You got to give donations. You got to assist. However, even as us Muslims, it's very unfortunate that we have kind of split. And it's not even just religiously. It's like you see that in everywhere. There's low-class, middle-class. I'm like, what the hell is that? Celebrity, this guy, that guy. Why does that matter? At the end of the day, like for example, the celebrity just so happens to work in a field that makes his name popular, her name popular, doesn't make them better. Right, right. They actually are probably living a much worse life than you. They are. They are.
0: I I guarantee that because I know a lot of celebrities and I I know a lot of athletes and their lives are not as good as you think they are. Yeah. And, uh, And I mean, come on. I mean, we're talking a lot of them don't see their families ever. So let me tell you something, man, we got it. We got the best thing going for us right now. Um, I've uh, I've been very, very fortunate, and lucky to help a lot of people. And I want to hopefully uh, meet some of the people that, you know, because I think maybe maybe I can make a difference. man. Sure, so. man.
1: Definitely. Hey, look forward to working together. All right, Thank brother. You Thank you so much for being on the show. <laughs> appreciate it. Appreciate it.